Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bushy Baller Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Bushy White. Once again, joined by David. David, how you doing? How's the week been? Uh, doing well. I'm excited uh, about the draft coming up and some other things. Training camp starting. A lot of good sports news, uh, even though the it's the offseason. Yeah, got, got a lot of interesting things going on. NFL training camps are just about in full swing now. NBA draft is tomorrow. MLB trade deadline. Not going to get to that, but that, that would be a uh, an interesting topic to maybe hit on next week is talking about the MLB, what teams are in it, what teams aren't, some of the maybe bigger moves. But we are here. We are going to do a lot of NFL talk, mostly quarterbacks, um, and then give you guys some NBA draft kind of names to be watching that could be possibly moved tomorrow night during the draft. But I want to start with a story that's on our minds, definitely going to be on watch all year and probably will be on the minds of a lot of NFL fans. And that is the story of Jalen Hurts. Right now, as it stands, he is listed as the Eagles QB1. However, the Eagles have not named him as the starting quarterback, which I find very interesting. It almost makes me think that the Eagles don't really have full faith in Hurts and what he can do. Obviously, the story of Deshaun Watson, we're going to get to that as well, really factors into this. Maybe they're not naming him because they're waiting for the allegations to be cleared and then make a move for Deshaun Watson and bring him into Philly. But David, before I kind of get into it, I want to hear your thoughts for first on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts and kind of, you know, what is your stance on Jalen Hurts as the Eagles quarterback? And do you see him being the guy of the future or does it concern you that they haven't named Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback yet when most teams typically do? Uh, the whole the whole naming of the starter, not naming the starter, that, that doesn't concern me at all. Uh, I'm not I, – I think they might have not even named Wentz the starter last year. When Hurts was there, it was kind of like a thing. Like, they haven't named Wentz the starter with Hurts there. But, like, we all knew that Wentz was going to start just like this year. If no moves are made, Hurts is obviously going to be the starter. So it doesn't really mean that much to me. I think people read into that a little too much sometimes. Like, on Twitter, they'll put, oh, they haven't named him the starter. Like, I don't think that it's really that big of a deal. Um, but they're obviously in an interesting position. Um, there's, there's been Deshaun Watson rumors flying around that the Eagles are, are looking to, to get him. Uh, a new reports saying that the Texans are now willing to deal him, um, which is big. Uh, and, uh, that there's also a, a local report in, in Philly from, uh, a, a writer here for one of the ra- big radio stations saying that if Watson is traded, that he thinks there's like a 90% chance it would be to the Eagles. So there's definitely a lot of smoke there. Um, but you know, this is a team that spent a second round pick on Jalen hurts last year, uh, controversially when they still had Wentz obviously there as a starter looking to make you know, a, a good, a good year, uh, after he ended the, the previous season. Well, um, so they, they put draft capital into Hertz. Um, they were willing to start him over Wentz eventually um, once it became clear that Wentz just didn't have it last year. Uh, so I think I think they, that, that they believe in Hertz, even though some of the signs, these little signs point to the fact that they may, might not. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with the whole Watson thing. But right now, uh, you got to give Hertz a chance. Uh, he was fine. He wasn't great last year, but he wasn't like bad. And he came in like middle of the season cold. I remember he came into that game after like halftime in Green Bay and actually like played pretty well. Um, so this year, he's you know his first year is under his belt. He's getting all the reps. He doesn't have that competition with the Wentz in the back of his head. Like he's the guy. I think you got to give him a chance and see what he can do. Yeah, it's it's been pretty interesting to me to see 
that I feel like a lot of the talk isn't so much his abilities, but it's like, will he be an Eagle? Like a lot of the guys are kind of talking like, is he the long-term answer for Philadelphia? Could they move him for Deshaun Watson? And I'm, I'm on board with you. I kind of think that it's one of these things that even if you want to make a move for Deshaun Watson, I just, I think the Eagles need to give Hurts like a full year. Like they need to see what he can do. Cause if we're being quite honest, I know that Deshaun Watson, obviously talent wise, he's so much far better away and along his career than Hurts is. I mean, that, that just, that comes with age. He's been in the league longer. Uh, still a very young guy, but I mean, 24 allegations against him is a wild number to have. And it's definitely an alarming number. And I think that that's something that a lot of people are kind of pushing to the side. It's like, oh, well, these legal issues. It's like, yeah, these legal issues, but there's 24 different women that are out here saying that he's done these inappropriate things. And it just, as a fan of the Eagles and as somebody who, you know, watches the NFL, like that's really concerning. And I, I just, he's, he's, he's at the Texans camp. Like there's footage at the Texans camp, but you can't tell me that's not going to be a locker room, like hindrance. And that's just, it's going to bring more media attention wherever he goes, whether he's cleared or not. If he is cleared, there's still going to be the media attention of like, why'd you do it? Why were these allegations out there? And I think that, you know, with how much coverage there was with the whole Carson Wentz hurts debate last year, the last thing that the Philadelphia Eagles need right now is another quarterback controversy or bringing media in or constant focus on them. Now there are going to be a lot of eyes on Jalen hurts, but I really just don't think that they need to bring in Deshaun Watson. I really, I want to watch Jalen hurts and see how he performs. I think that they did a really good job of giving him weapons. I mean, Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie from Memphis, who, by the way, if we do a fantasy show, he's going to be one of my top fantasy sleepers at running back in terms of rookies. Um, Dallas Goddard, the whole Zach Ertz story, that's up in the air. But Howie Rosen did say that he expects Zach Ertz to be on the roster week one. Whether or not he just said that to calm, calm the nerves of everybody or not, we don't know. But obviously bringing in Devontae Smith from Alabama, who's the Heisman winner, and you got Jalen Rager, Greg Ward. I mean, these are nice young weapons and a solid core for Jalen Hurts to work with on the roster. And I just – I'm not a fan of bringing in a Deshaun Watson given how much, you know, stuff is out there on him, and it really could be a big hindrance. But I think that Jalen Hurts – I I loved him in college. I, I played fantasy college football. I had him to do put up, like, between 50 to 60 fantasy points like a week. Obviously, that's college. It's – completely different than the NFL, but I I'm a big believer in Jalen hurts. I think that he's going to exceed expectations this year as the quarterback of the Eagles. I believe that the number for the Eagles was set at six and a half wins. I think he can get them at least seven with his playing abilities, but hurts is a guy that I personally want to watch him in Philly and the narrative of swapping him for Deshaun Watson and whatever other piece you need to make that work. I'm not a huge fan of it. I'd rather have Hertz play and develop him and see how he does under first-year coach Nick Sirianni than I would to bring in Deshaun Watson, who has so many allegations out there that even if he is cleared to play, that's it's always going to be it's going to follow him the rest of his career, whether it's true or not. The fact that that many people came out, to, you know, accused Deshaun Watson of doing things, that's going to follow him the rest of his career. And as far as I know, right now Jalen Hurts has nothing like that on him. The only the only thing that he has on him is that. Not many people nationwide believe that Jalen Hurts can be the guy. So, you know, David, for you and Deshaun Watson, is he somebody that you would bring in 
obviously you're going to obviously like Jalen Hurts and Sean Watson would swap, but is he someone that if the opportunity is there and he's cleared to, to play for the year and there's no suspensions, would you bring him in or do you want to see how Jalen Hurts plays out? Cause for me personally, even if he's cleared, even if he's out there, it's just my gut feeling just tells me I want to see how Jalen Hurts plays this year under Sirianni and with the weapons that they gave him. Yeah, I, I'm torn on this whole situation. I really am. Like, say the, these allegations aren't there, everything like that. Deshaun Watson's going this year as what a top four, top five QB talent wise. Like, he's obviously like one of the best in the league with without this. So, like, just taking away all that all that personal stuff, it's hard. Like. It's hard to say, like, if, if the price can drop because of all this and, like, taking all the morality stuff out of it. Like, if, if you can get him for, like, a first-round pick and some stuff or just – or you can get him at a low price, like, to bring in a guy that talented, like, you got to at least think about it. Um, this is a team that dealt with so much cute quarterback controversy last year. Obviously, bringing him in, it's going to be a huge thing. Yeah, well, so, it's so, not going to be great for the locker room. So you're saying if you – if you trade for Watson, are you assuming that Hertz is going, or are you assuming that you're keeping Hertz somehow and there's a battle between Watson and Hertz? Yeah, I mean, I, I would get, yeah, I was going to get that. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, you were kind of saying that you just kind of assume Hertz would go in the deal. We haven't really gotten any sort of like report or any anything saying that Texans do or don't want him. So I really don't know if they would need to give him back or not. Um, the, the report that did came out said that they're looking for three first round picks, which is obviously a, a big call. I, I wouldn't pay that price. Um, but I, they are in an interesting position. Like if you do bring him in, first of all, he's going to get suspended. He, he is. We don't know for how long. Uh, it could be two weeks. It could be six weeks. It could be the full year. He's going to get suspended. So like there is a situation where maybe if you can just get him for picks and you bring him in um, that you could have Hurts there to play when he's out and be to... I mean, if, if you bring Watson in, he's going to be the starter when he can play because um, he's that talented and you're going to have to give up uh, substantial things to get him. But you might be in, in, a, in a situation where Hurts could play out um, six games, eight games a year and maybe then become a trade asset of his, of his own if he plays pretty well. Um, if you bring Deshaun Watson in. And again, again I'm not saying that you necessarily should be. I just think you have to, like, you have to consider um, bringing him in just because of how talented he is. Um, but, are still like it's all still an ongoing thing so we don't know if he did do something if he didn't uh he probably did do something it's just more of a matter of like what things did he do um well you know but yeah, i i'm on the train that it's 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 such a like a hard thing to really gauge i i personally believe and this is kind of where i stand on it i think if it was like you know one two or three kind of people then maybe it's somebody kind of trying to get money out of it or people they just don't like Deshaun Watson as a person, so they're trying to come at him. But the number of 24 and the fact that that number could get larger from what I'm hearing, that there could be as much as 26, 28, like there's more and more people coming forward is an extremely alarmingly high number of allegations against Deshaun Watson that I understand your point that he will be suspended and the talent that he has, you have to consider trading for a talent like that if you have the opportunity uh, and it's important to keep in mind that before all these allegations even came out, Deshaun Watson did say that he wanted out. Like, he requested a trade out of Houston. Part of that is definitely that they didn't exactly give him weapons. They trade DeAndre Hopkins without even consulting him about it, which was one of the, you know, the Kickstarters to him wanting to be out. So that that definitely factors in that Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. 
but just the number 24 different females coming forward to me doesn't sit right with me at all. And that's a number that whether even like take it this way. So you got 24 allegations, say that half of them get cleared and say like, Oh no, they were just trying to get money or they were just trying to screw him over because they didn't like him as a person. That's something that there's at least 12 people out there that he did something to illegal conduct, whatever it is that they file him for. And that's going to be a huge suspension. That could be a season. That could be two seasons. I mean, we are looking at a potential multi-season suspension. Like, and I'm dead serious. If there's 12 people with something like that, it could be one of those things where, you know, almost like a Josh Gordon situation, like so wildly talented, obviously the scenarios for which they got in trouble are completely different. One is for sexual misconduct and then Josh Gordon uh, with a lot of the weed issues, but he, Josh Gordon is one of those guys where he was so wildly talented, but once this issue came up, he just, he wasn't the same. He was in and out of the league, you know, getting traded between two or three different teams and just wasn't the same. And I'm not saying that this Deshaun Watson thing is the, is going to happen. And I'm not saying that he's going to be like Josh Gordon, but it is an alarming number of people that I just don't know if you're Philadelphia with the first year coach that you really want a controversy like this. I think that if you're them, you have your guy right now, obviously, like you said, it's not a big deal. They haven't named him the starter, but you have Jalen hurts and he's there. So why not just roll with him? Even if the trades on the, even if you can get to Sean Watson for cheap, I don't know if a cheap price is worth bringing in a headache and all the media attention and all of that with all the allegations. If I'm the Eagles, I'm saying we have first year starter, presumptive starter, Jalen Hurts, we have first-year coach Sirianni. I forget the names of the other coordinators, but obviously they're all first-year. The The staff is mostly first-year coaching staff for the Eagles. A lot of young pieces. So just roll them out, see what you got this year. Now, if say that Deshaun Watson suspended for this whole season and then next year he's cleared to play and the Eagles win like three or four games and Jalen Hurts really isn't your guy and Deshaun Watson still wants out, he's still part of the Texans. Then maybe you consider it next offseason if Hurts clearly isn't your guy and Deshaun Watson, everything is squared away with that. But as for this upcoming year, if I'm the Eagles, I really just I, I wouldn't want Deshaun Watson and all the headache that that's going to bring me personally, David. I don't know about you and kind of whether or not you agree with me, but that's just me. If I would just roll out with this young core with the first year coach, I mean, it's hard enough already. And this is Nick Sirianni's first NFL head coaching job. That's hard enough already, but to go into it and then you have a story like Deshaun Watson in your locker room, I just don't think that that's worth it when you're trying to build a new culture at a team. Yeah. Um, like obviously if, if he, if it comes out in like two days that, that all these are, are, are true. Some it comes through, like you're, you're not putting this guy on your team. You're not subjecting your locker room to that, but like, for me, it's just looking at it as more of a risk thing. Like you bring him in today, like these allegations aren't settled or, or if he did or didn't do it. Like we don't know exactly if he did or what he did, if they're, if he's going to be guilty, innocent. And for how many, like it's, it's a huge risk thing. If you bring him in and I, like all 24 are true, like, yeah, you, you can cut him the next day. And I'll be like, yeah, like cut this man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, uh, you would things. agree. You, I, I just think, I think it's kind of number. more of a risk thing. Oh, you, oh, it's, it's really high number, yeah. high number. Like, again, I'm not saying, like, you should definitely bring him in. I don't care what he did. I'm saying, like, we don't know. We, like, we just don't know what's going to happen to yeah, him no, uh, no, I, I, and I see what's going to happen with his allegations. Like, if you bring him in, it's going to be a risk. But, like, if you can get him for a lower price 
and maybe and if it does turn out like you can get them for like a first maybe you just take the risk and if it doesn't pan out like it doesn't pan out but like if it if it does and he's cleared of all these things and and, and like and then you have like a top five quarterback no i i see your point you're, you're essentially saying that the allegations as of now are just that they're just allegations or he hasn't been proven guilty of anything so if you can get him for like a first and like a special team or something like that that you would do it but next week found guilty of 10 to 20 anywhere you know he's found guilty and it could be a pretty decent size suspension slash you know one or two year ban from the league then you're saying okay we gave up a first and a guy who probably wasn't going to play much and it was worth a try but like cut him like like, let me put it this way I think I would be okay with it. I want to know if you'd be okay with it. Essentially, would you be okay giving up a first for Deshaun Watson, even if it meant that he was found guilty and wouldn't play a snap for the team? Like, like, do you find that worth the risk? Well, I mean, right now, if they said, we'll give you Deshaun Watson first and a random player, I'd probably do the deal and just cross my fingers. Um, but so, so, I mean, yeah, it just depends on the price. Like, again, if, if it comes out, you know, if it comes out tomorrow that, uh, the Eagles are like we're not we're not taking Deshaun Watson. Like they have they have way more you know research into this and they've done probably done more of their homework. If it comes out tomorrow, they say we we we're not going to bring this guy into our locker room. We're not going to bring him to Philly. I, I'm fine with that. I'll abide by their decision. If they bring him in for the right price, I'll be like, all right, cool. We might have a great quarterback. And if it if if he's guilty and it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Um, and they just go along with it hurts or or whoever your next quarterback is. Yeah, I just. I understand what you're saying. Just me, I find it hard to f- for it to be a situation where they trade Deshaun Watson to Philly and they don't demand a Jalen Hurts back. Oh, only because they do have Tyrod Taylor, who, by the way, I feel bad for. Like everywhere he's gone, he's kind of been screwed over by like injuries or rookie QBs or issues like that. But that that, that that's a that's apart from this. But I find it hard for them to want to trade him to Philadelphia and not bring back Jalen Hurts. Now, I understand that the allegations obviously bring back the asking price because any team that takes them all is taking on an absolutely huge risk if these allegations aren't cleared up by the season. And if something comes up midseason, I mean, that that is a gigantic risk. So for you, would you give – would you bring in Deshaun Watson if it meant you had to give up Jalen Hurts and then run the risk of possibly him being suspended. And then you got to roll with Joe Flacco and someone either Mullins or some free agent. Like, is that worth the risk for you? If you have to give up Hertz for Watson and that runs the possibility of Joe Flacco being the Eagles starting quarterback in 2021, is that worth it to you? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I, I had a feeling that eventually was going to kind of get to there. Um, I I'd probably take the risk. I wouldn't. I would feel. Ter- I would feel terrible about it. I wouldn't feel good about it. It's definitely not great for the locker room. Um, he's he, he's probably he's definitely you know, done something inappropriate. Whether how small that is, uh, whether it was something around massage or something, but I would probably just take the risk. Like this team isn't good enough to do, like even if Hurts becomes like a like the fifteenth, twelfth best quarterback in the league. Like this roster isn't good enough with him as that to you know co- to compete. Um, or do anything like that. So I think just because of how talented Watson is, um, I, I think I'd probably just take the risk and give up hurts for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- I feel like we could debate this all night. I personally wouldn't because hurts is kind of that known 
they're both known unknowns. Deshaun Watson, you know what you're getting talent-wise, but you have no idea how many games you're going to get out of him for the rest of his career because 24 allegations could be extremely serious. It could be one of those things that cost people careers, quite honestly, if all 24 are found guilty. But the Jalen Hurts known unknown, we know that he doesn't have any legal issues. Um, I'm not aware of him having any legal issues in the past, but that just could be ignorance on my research. I'm not personally aware of any legal issues that Hurts had in his past. But the unknown is what he's capable of doing in the league. And I just, I personally like the known unknown of knowing he has no issues and the unknown talent, because that means that there could be a ceiling that we don't fully know what his ceiling is. Whereas to Sean Watson, you know what you're going to get out of him. You could get a playoff team, but you really run that risk of you trade for him, but you may not get many games out of him. But this is a debate that we could get into all night. I'm sure that we're going to, talk about this story in future weeks as we get closer and closer to the season. But I want to move on to another quarterback story that's kind of sweeping the nation, you could say, in terms of the NFL. And that's the story of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, quite honestly, it's it's a biz- – I don't know if bizarre is the right word, but it's one of those stories where it kind of baffles me in the sense that I didn't think he – like, I genuinely didn't think he was going to be a Packer this year. I thought that he was at the point of – He was either going to retire or demand that he wants out. And then they bring him back. Uh, He came in, I believe today was the first day that he was there at training camp. And then they trade for Randall Cobb, who was one of his main guys for a lot of his time in Green Bay. He loved Randall Cobb just as a person. He loved him as a target. I liked drafting Randall Cobb in fantasy because I knew Rodgers always looked for him. So clearly that was a nice little gift for Rodgers, but it's obviously too little too late in terms of recruiting, Rodgers did not hold back at all as press conference. I mean, he was name dropping a bunch of guys that he felt was disrespected by the team, whether they lowballed them or didn't offer them a contract or just felt like they weren't treated correctly like they should have been because they were veterans and these future Hall of Fame type talents. He was talking about how it wasn't just a one night thing. It wasn't like draft night. They drafted Jordan Love and that's when he decided that he didn't want to be there. It wasn't a... uh just an overnight thing. It was a process of him not really having a say on who they bring in, not really having a say on who to trade for. And he just felt like they weren't listening to him yet. Here he is. He's going to be the quarterback of the Packers for one more year. The cryptic message with him and Devontae Adams showing pictures of Pippen and Jordan on their story, kind of giving the assumption that this is the quote unquote last dance of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers in green Bay. So David, for you, do you, First of all, where do you see the season going for the Packers? And do you truly believe that this is kind of their last dance and that Rodgers is 100% gone after this year? Yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting situation. It, it looked un, very unlikely he was going to be back. Uh, I never really bought the whole him retiring thing. I never thought he was going to retire. I, I, just, I just didn't buy that. Um, but he was kind of locked into this contract with Green Bay, and he obviously didn't really want to be there. Um, so it is interesting that he kind of agreed to uh, to come back. I think, I think like if in his mind, like if he wanted to play this year, uh, it it was looking unlikely he was going to get traded. So he kind of said, "I'd rather play than retire." And it has to be with the Packers. It, have to, it has to be with the Packers. So he's going to be back from one. Apparently, they they've kind of restructured his deal uh, to give him uh, the chance to uh, go somewhere else next season to give him a better chance to be able to get out of that contract and go somewhere else next season. Um, so I would definitely, we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on him the whole year. Um, and I would definitely give it, 
you give it a good probability that he's on a different team next year. But right now, you just got to he's just got to go into the season looking to do what he's been looking to do the past ten years there at Green Bay. Like they still got a good team. Team. Um, they, it's going to be tough in the locker room with all the whole Devontae Adams things. It, it now coming out that he's kind of they kind of tried to get him to take a, a low ball offer, and he Which are, totally according to that. according to Aaron is nothing new. He he name dropped about six or seven mm-hmm. guys that. They lowballed, and also it's important to keep in mind that Rodgers was last year's MVP, so it's not exactly like he's falling off a cliff or anything. Yeah, like I mean, Rodgers has to go in the, in the season looking like focusing on on his on pl- on playing. Same with Adams; like they still have a good team, like they're going to be competitive. They're most likely going to make the playoffs. They they have the talent to get far in the playoffs and to contend for a Super Bowl. But you know, there, there's always going to be this overarching cloud of the decisions that the front office and the ownership and everything Green Bay has made where Rodgers is clearly upset, you know, coming out that they thought they treated certain players poorly, a report or him saying that they thought that they, they treated Charles Woodson very poorly as as when as he was kind of aging and be, becoming a veteran for their team. They're low-balling Adams. They've low-balled Rodgers. Like, it's going to be, you know, this this cloud o- over that. It, I don't think this is going to really get fixed necessarily. I think they're going to kind of be in, in a weird uh, awkward situation that's just gonna have to try to you know focus on football as much as they can and try to win games yeah for, and okay I, I think that's an interesting scenario to think about I don't think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl I just think that there's a couple they have a couple holes that I just I'm not sure how well they'll be able to play now it is Aaron Rodgers so you can never count them out um however with that being said I always like to throw out the joke that uh I mean, it's not really even a joke at this point. It's true that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have won the same amount of NFC championship games as crazy as a stat as that might be, given that Brady's been in the NFC for only one year and he's won the same amount of NFC games as Rodgers is crazy. But say for whatever reason, they do make a couple more moves. Obviously, they brought in Randall Cobb, who is one of Rodgers' guys, which I think was it was a smart move, but I also think it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, Rogers is back. Let's finally do what he wants in year 17 of his career. Like really guys like that, like that's when you decide to make a move that Rogers would prefer uh, way, way too late for that. But say that there is some wild scenario, whether it's injuries or Rogers just wanting to prove that he's still that guy, that bad man as Stephen a likes to call him. Say that the Packers do win the super bowl. Do you think that them winning the super bowl, where do you think that would lead to? Cause I think that it could lead to, any which I think it could lead to him saying, okay, I ended my storybook career in Green Bay. Let me go try to win it somewhere else like Tom Brady did. I think it could read could lead to, okay, Green Bay actually listened to me and brought in the guys that I want. Why don't you guys trade Jordan Love? He's not your guy. I'm still your guy. We just won the Super Bowl. Or I still would not be completely shocked if they won the Super Bowl and Rodgers said, this is what I wanted. We brought in the guys. I won my second Super Bowl. I'm retiring. I want to go enjoy retirement like that. A Super Bowl win this year. That would be a very realistic possibility, I believe, for Aaron Rodgers, Um, because I know that he did say you said that you're not that you weren't buying the whole retirement thing. He did say a couple of times that he was contemplating retirement because he just that badly didn't want to come back to Green Bay. Obviously, that's not true because he did show up and play. But if they were to win the Super Bowl, I'm not so convinced that he wouldn't call it a career after that because he would go out on top and he would get what he wanted. He got his guys there. So David, let for you, the scenario of green Bay, you know, whether it's the injuries or they play well, or however it plays out green Bay wins the super bowl. 
do you think that that changes the mind of Aaron Rodgers of wanting to leave Green Bay? Or do you think that no matter how the season plays out, like he's gone, like a Super Bowl win still wouldn't solidify him wanting to stay there? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't think that it would – I definitely don't think that it would solidify uh, him necessarily wanting to stay there. I think that uh, – I mean, that could just bring up a whole different host of scenarios. Uh, he could retire after it and be like, oh, this like I, I won the Super Bowl. I, I'm finally back winning the Super Bowl. I'm just going to retire and not want to deal with all this drama. He could say, oh, we won the Super Bowl. This, you put the talent around me to compete. I'm going to come back and try to win again. And he could use that, like, oh, now I'm a, I, I still have it. I'm a super winning quarterback. I want to get out and go to a new team and use it as, like, le- or not leverage, but, like, uh, motivation for a new team to sign him now that he's, you know, still good enough to lead your team to a Super Bowl. So he could bring up a whole thing of scenarios uh, with him, obviously. Um, I, I don't think he'd retire. Like, part of the reason he said in his, in his press conference was uh, that part of the reason he came back, a big part of the reason he come back when he, was when he was uh, thinking about retiring, like, he – found that he still had that fire to compete that he still wanted to win uh and just he used the term fire uh, under him so i think he still he still wants to play uh, he still has that drive i i think i don't think this is the last season by any stretch but I, I think that he'll probably be on a new team next year no matter what happens i uh, just quick side note for those who are listening there's a good a couple of times throughout that david's audio is kind of cut out we are still doing this over zoom so but we can still hear him where we're getting your points um now here's Here's something interesting that I want to throw at you. Uh, seven game, again, quick reminder: new new NFL rules, seventeen game season. Say that we're about seven, eight games in, and Green Bay, five hundred sub five hundred record, not looking good. Maybe they're kind of out of the playoff picture, and it's looking downward as opposed to upward. Could there be a possible scenario where okay, let's say that they're eight games in, three and five two and six, just things are not going Green Bay's way. And now I don't think this is going to happen. I, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is that type of guy. I think that he's always going to have his team in a playoff push, but just a hypothetical three and three and five, eight games in Rodgers isn't really feeling it. I could see him saying, you know what? I'm, I'm doing my part. The rest of the team's not, I want to go win now. Like I'm not playing another snap for this Packers team. You guys got to trade me. Now, I don't know if eight games where that would put at the trade deadline. I, I'm not too certain where the trade deadline is with the extra game added, but this is just assuming that he's still available for trade at a three and five record. I, I, I would not be surprised at an Aaron Rodgers midseason trade if he's playing well and the team's not. Like I could see him looking at a team that maybe at that point is four and four or five and three, because obviously the top tier teams, like if you're winning your division or anything like that, you're not going to look to trade for a quarterback even if it is Aaron Rodgers because you're playing so well unless there was an injury and then you maybe you do but you know maybe a, a three and five team three and five Packers maybe there's a five and three team that's like we just need an extra step up for a quarterback and then we can be like really good we can make this push I know that a rumored team when he was saying that he wanted to be trader when the talks of Aaron Rodgers trader out there was the Denver Broncos so I could see a mid-season trade if things aren't going well. David, as soon as week one kicks off, in your mind, Rodgers, virtual lock to be a Packer once week one starts. Yeah, I think he's a lock to be a Packer as week one starts. And I think he's a lock to be a Packer the whole season. Um, Even in that scenario, like, you just don't see that kind of thing in the – 
in the NFL. You might see it in the NBA, other sports leagues, uh, but you very rarely see a quarterback traded, uh, starting quarterback traded midseason. And especially even, even a guy like Rogers in that scenario, like, I mean, maybe you could look to do that, but that's like, that's just too hard to work a QB in to your system, uh, to your team to come over and start like right away or in the season. Like it's, it wouldn't, it, it, it just it would be very hard to pull off with all the responsibilities a quarterback has. He has to learn the whole playbook, like all this stuff. Like you wouldn't be ready right away. It would take a few weeks to, to uh, get it going. Who knows like what would happen in between then. And for that scenario to even kick off, the Packers would have to underperform and not be that good of a team and be out of the playoff race, which already is a very small chance of happening. And then yeah, add the very yeah. small chance of happening that – a player like that gets traded midseason in the NFL, which you don't see. So I, I think it's pretty much a lock. He's there the whole year. Yeah, no, it, it was just kind of like one of those type of I, I highly doubt that an Aaron Rodgers-led team, unless there's some drastic, drastic injuries or changes, I, I highly doubt an Aaron Rodgers team will ever be out of the playoff picture until the last, you know, until the playoffs actually start. But no, I, I see your point, and I, I would argue – that if there was a trade that Aaron Rodgers, one of those guys who can very quickly learn and he could, you could probably plug Aaron Rodgers into most teams and they would have a chance at winning that game. Any given week, he could fly into a team Saturday night, Sunday morning. That team would still have a decent chance because he would just, he'd learn the basic routes and he did, he'd know where to go. So Aaron Rodgers, that type of guy, but it's interesting that he he's back. Cause I, I would say for me personally, I genuinely did not think I was going to see Aaron Rodgers play football this year because I thought he was either going to hold out. Or I, let me rephrase that. I didn't think I was going to see Aaron Rodgers play for the Packers this year. I'll put it that way because I thought he was either going to hold out, retire, or not show up until they traded him. I, I was kind of shocked that he did actually show up to play because it just seems like it's such a sour, bad relationship with him and Green Bay, I mean, he was dogging Green Bay. He was like, yeah, no one no one comes here for vacation. People just come here to watch football. And he was like, when people come to the Packers, they come to play with me. And he was, he was sounding kind of arrogant when he was talking, kind of, you know, hyping himself up. I mean, he has the right to do, to, do so. He is that type of guy. But he definitely didn't sound like he had a ton of love for Green Bay when he was talking. It seemed like one of those press conferences where it was like, I just wanted to play football. This is my only option. Don't take it anything as more than that. I'm here to play. And then after the season, I am out because they have not listened to me. They have not talked to me throughout the years. They haven't listened to my recruiting. Um, with that being said, after the season, however it plays out, uh, given the current landscape of the NFL, real quickly, I know that this wasn't something that we planned, David, so it might be, might be a little off the top of your head, but two or three teams that you think next season, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, if he's like, that's this is it. like I'm out of Green Bay, but I still want to play football. Two or three spots that you could possibly see like Aaron Rodgers going to. Like for me personally, I think that one of the the top teams that I would love to see Aaron Rodgers play for is the Raiders. I think that he would be as much as I like Derek Carr. I think he'd be an upgrade from Derek Carr. Las Vegas seems like a very Aaron Rodgers type of place to be honest with you. Uh, just you know the vacations that he takes, how wild he is. He loves to be on TV. He loves the spotlight. I think that. Vegas would be a great place for Rodgers to play. I think that he would surprisingly do well with Gruden. They have a lot of pieces. I like uh, Darren Waller. They got Josh Jacobs. And then obviously they have Ruggs on the outside, a receiver. And I just think that they, that's a team that Rodgers would fit well. But for you, two or three kind of teams real quickly that you could potentially see Rodgers playing for next year. 
Yeah, I mean, the Broncos have been linked to Rodgers like a lot. So that's not like, you know, an, a, like a, a something new that you might be hearing, but that's still the one that makes the most sense to me. Like they brought, they still have Drew Locke there, but they brought Teddy Bridgewater in. Clearly Teddy Bridgewater is just a placeholder for them. He's not the long-term answer. It doesn't look like Drew Locke is either. He, he wasn't very good either of the years he, he he's played for them. Um, so that's the one that makes the most sense because they have a really good defense. They have weapons for Rodgers to go to. Um, and th- I think Rodgers could make them, you know, definitely a playoff team and maybe a contender. Um, so that still makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then I- I'm always just looking for teams who have assets to get him and have a good team around a not-so-great quarterback. And the te- team that, you know, sticks out to me in that scenario would be the Saints. I'm not a big Taysom Hill believer. Uh, they still have a good a good defense. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara are there. Good offensive line. They have plenty of weapons. They're just kind of missing that quarterback. Uh, I don't think Winston or Hill is the answer. And I think maybe they could look to, to get Rodgers in there. Um, and so those would be the two teams I'd look for because I, I think he really wants to compete for a Super Bowl. And those are the two teams I think he could go to that he would have a chance of becoming a contender with. Hey, that, that's an interesting thought. That is not one of the teams that I thought of because in the back of my mind, I think Drew Brees, but then I was like reminded, oh, no, Drew, Drew Brees is gone. He, he retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taysom Hill is not the long-term answer, nor do I think Jameis Winston is a long-term answer there too. But, yeah, yeah, no, Saints, that, 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 that's one to definitely keep an eye on next year if they don't draft a rookie if, – if they play bad and they draft a rookie quarterback this year in the first round. Obviously, that's different. But, yeah, that, the Saints, that is a team to keep your eye on for signing Rodgers. And, again, I think that New Orleans would be – a city that I could see Rodgers enjoying. He clearly is not a, a a Green Bay guy. He's played there, but he's clearly not a Green Bay guy, even though that's where he's been his mm-hmm. whole career. But yeah, no, that that's a team that I that I'd be on the watch. They they have a lot of nice young weapons, like you said, for him. Um, Denver has been like the one team that, like you mentioned, for whatever reason, just constantly locked to Rodgers has been Denver. Uh, the pieces in Denver, I, I don't I don't know I. I feel like they're pieces that should mesh well and they should play well. And I just feel like they don't Now Maybe that doesn't have a lot to do with the quarterback that they haven't really been able to find the guy at quarterback, but just something about the Denver team doesn't sit well with me. And I, I don't know if Rogers is going to make the biggest impact that they need, um, but he could, but no, new Orleans definitely something to keep your eye on. Um, all right. Before we uh, kind of come to the NBA and close the show, after that, David, what are your full expectations for the Packers this year? Where do you see Aaron Rodgers and these Green Bay Packers realistically going? I think they are gonna. I think they're gonna win a game in the playoffs. I mean, this is a team that they lost by what eight to the Bucks in the playoffs. You're talking about the, a non a non buy a non buy week playoff game, right? They're not getting the buy. Uh, you probably I mean probably, they're probably not. I wouldn't see them getting the buy. They're probably not a top two thing, a top two team, but I think they're probably. Uh, the third best team or the fourth best team, someone there with the potential to be the second best behind They're getting the, the home box game. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have them as when I have them as winning the division. I think that they can definitely win the division. Um, the Vikings have, have a good team, but there, so it's going to definitely can be competitive. I think they can win the division, win a playoff game. Again, like I was saying, like this is a team that was, was, you know, down to the wire against Tampa Bay. They had, you had the ball, had the ball at the eight yard line uh, down eight, um, looking to you know to score and tie up the game, which obviously led to the controversial decision for them to kick a field goal on fourth down instead of going for it uh, to try to tie it up. But like they were right there with the Bucks uh, there competing in the playoffs, so it's still a good team. 
Uh, they have plenty of offense firepower with Rodgers there. Uh, hopefully, Bakhtiari can come back healthy after uh, a bad injury right before the playoffs last year. Devontae is still there, even though he might not be there next year. Uh, and they still have an, an, a, like a decent defense with some playmakers there. So like they can become a competitive team, and they'll have a chance to uh, to make some noise in the playoffs, but they're not the favorite. No, no, they're not the favorite. Uh, I very much agree with you. I think that I think they're they're the type of team where would it shock me if they made the NFC championship? Like obviously not. It's an Aaron Rodgers led Packers team. They'll definitely get a home playoff game. They'll probably win that playoff game. I think that if they were to draw Tampa Bay in the second round, then things get extremely difficult for them in that case. Um, but I also I got mixed feelings about this because I feel like watching Rodgers win the Super Bowl this year would just be so entertaining for me to watch I think that a lot of fans would kind of laugh at it but also just enjoy the moment of Rodgers saying that he's gone after this year but then winning it for them I think it'd be a very storybook kind of ending for his career in Green Bay and again I just I can't rule out uh Aaron Rodgers winning the Super Bowl I don't think that you can ever rule out Aaron Rodgers winning the Super Bowl at any given year but in terms of realistic I would say I would say that the ceiling is reaching the Super Bowl. Um, I could see them definitely winning the Super Bowl, depending on who they draw. So I'd say the absolute ceiling is winning the Super Bowl. I think that the realistic ceiling, reaching the Super Bowl, and I think my expectations are right with you. I think if they get a home playoff game, win it, and whoever they draw in the second round, I think that it'd be a close game, a competitive game, but that Aaron Rodgers ends his career losing the playoffs with Green Bay. But before and so kind of transitioning from the NFL to the NBA um, in terms of before we close the show, the NBA draft is tomorrow night. Uh, Interesting stuff. Always interesting time of the year. I love mock drafts. A lot of people are NFL mock draft people. I know Colin Coward loves NFL mock drafts. I love NBA mock drafts. I love looking at who's going to go where, you know, this guy is going to be the sleeper or this guy is the presumptive number one pick, a.k.a. Kate Cunningham. Uh, then you got Gavin Mobley from USC, who a lot of people are saying has a lot of Hall of Fame potential already, given his abilities and his size. Then you got some sleepers out there, um, like a like a Jalen Green, and then you got guys uh, like a Christopher as well, who is rumored to be drafted by the Sixers. But speaking of the Sixers, I want to make this less about the guys who are going to get picked and more about the guys who can get moved, because there's a lot of names I've seen out there. Rumored to be traded tomorrow night during draft night. A couple of those names just real quickly. Obviously, Ben Simmons, uh, Wojnowski said on ESPN tonight, he said that it's looking more and more like the Sixers are kind of towards that aggressively shopping Ben Simmons, trying to get him out. And his agent, Rich Paul, would very much welcome him being traded out. I think a change of scenery is what he needs. Uh, Bradley Beal is a name to watch to be traded as well. And here's my stance with the Bradley Beal thing. The GM of the Wizards said he hasn't requested a trade and we're not trading him. They also said last year we're not trading John Wall, and we all know what happened there. John Wall very much got traded. So I don't take anything from that quote saying that he hasn't requested a trade. So Bradley Beal, I've seen some really random rumors like a Kuzma for Joe Ingles and some pick swap, which is I don't don't really know how I feel about that. I know that the name Buddy Heald has been thrown around. Obviously, Damian Lillard is a name that's kind of out there now based on Damian Lillard's tweets. We don't fully know if he's the type of guy that needs, that's going to be traded. I think that he's just kind of tweeting his way around 
saying that he hasn't requested a trade, but I do think that deep down his heart, he wants to go somewhere else. But David, for you, two na- top two names for you to watch to be traded on draft night. And where do you think they could go? My gut feeling, I have a feeling that you're going to say that you, that your top two is a swim Simmons and Beal and that they kind of swap. And those two guys are traded along with whatever kind of picks there are. I know NBC sports Philly put out a mock draft today and it had the Sixers getting Beal and then the Wizards getting Simmons, Thibel, and next year's first, I believe is what it was, and maybe a second too. But they had the Wizards and Sixers making a trade. So for you, David, what is a trade to watch for tomorrow night during the draft? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to pivot a little bit away from the, the big names here. Like Bradley Beal, I think they're going to hold on to him until we request a trade. And like these reports are saying like that he's kind of trying to make a decision on whether he wants to request one or not, and he hasn't done so yet. Um, he's you know busy competing in the Olympics right now, so that might not be fully on his mind. Um, yeah, so how, it, how it unfortunate might... would that be if you're playing for Team USA and you get a call from your agent like like right after the game, like hey, mm-hmm. just so you know, you've been traded. Yeah, that that would be tough. So I, I think I think for now they're gonna hold on to him and see and see what he wants. Um, it, I don't think he's gonna request a trade by like the next hour, and then all of a sudden you can get a deal done. Uh, Dame Lillard, I don't think you're you're gonna see him get moved uh, like in a, in a trade deadline deal. Yeah, I think it's going to be take a little longer to get a deal for him. And we, he still hasn't officially requested a trade. They'll probably hold on to him until he does that. And that's another Olympic guy. So yeah, Ben Simmons is the one like to, to look for because he's going to get traded this off season. He, season. He's going to get traded. You know, you know, Maury's not going to sit here and let him be on the team after how bad he was in the playoffs, after we've seen him repeatedly, you know, uh, fail the Sixers and not be good enough offensively. And, and a really interesting Note that uh, it came out that Daryl Morey is going to address the media right after the NBA draft, which when I read that, I was like, he, he's got to be cooking up something because he wouldn't just put out there the day before the draft that he's going to speak to the media right after the draft if he wasn't thinking about doing something. Yeah, and we're getting reports all over the place like he's he offered Simmons to this team for this and, and oh, that's Simmons that's Spurs, for this. Or not and all of these offers are, are like huge things. Was it the Spurs? That yeah, was like Spurs. an absurd. Like it was like it was like four bo- for four picks and, and three pick swaps. Yeah, plus like plus two of their young guys. Like it was yeah, it was absolutely absurd. Which it seems absurd, like that he would offer this. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not going to get get in for this. Like, we you need to offer some realistic realistic trades. But I also saw some people saying that you know, like how convenient that these big offers. One with the Spurs, one with the Raptors, that like he wanted Van Vliet and Anobi and like either like Lowry or maybe and Siakam, like all these players that obviously yeah, you're and, not gonna get all couple, of them. And a couple of first thrown and, in and, there and as the, well. Yeah, and it was and the fourth pick of the draft thrown in there, which is just like like way too high of a player for some You're not gonna get that. But I saw like some theories of people saying like that that they're trying to like delete these stories to to create more interest and like and to like kind of build up his price and to make like teams think that like that like that. Uh, he has all this value and, and to, to build up his price that way through leaking that, like that teams are considering offers um, like these monumental offers when maybe that, when maybe that wasn't a serious offer to begin with, he's going to get traded. Um, I would lean toward him probably not getting traded by the draft during the draft or by the draft though. Um, this is a team who kind of, I think is going to be looking for like a, a, a real all-star caliber player. Uh, they're going to be looking for more so on the player side. Can we get Beal? Can we get Lillard? Can we get this player to help us now for him as opposed to getting like draft picks or something? So that's why I think that it's less likely he gets dealt like during the draft or something like that. Um, Cause I don't think you're the Sixers are really looking for picks. 
Um, so I'm not really expecting that you a, a big blockbuster like that to go down. The names I'm really looking for, like Kuzma, apparently is getting shopped all around, and that's a guy I think that they could either package with their first round pick, the Lakers could, or get move up in the draft or get a first round pick with him. So I think it's more likely you see a guy like that get traded tomorrow. That's the name I'm keeping my eye on because they clearly want to shop him. They clearly want a piece to like win now. Yeah, I, I forget who it, I forget who it was, but somebody was that said that uh, report out there. It was a notable source. I forget who, but that like essentially the Lakers have caught almost every team in the NBA yeah. scene. Like, what would you give us for Kuzma? Yeah, I saw that. So I, I think there's th- that Kuzma could definitely be on the move tomorrow. And then the Kings, there's been some reports out there shopping healed. They're shopping Bagley and that they're willing to, you know, either move up in the draft for pick or, or get, get a pick, get away pick that, that they also have some, some things that they want to do with picks. So I think they're a team that could definitely make a move. I think Bagley is one, a guy to keep an eye on. He is, doesn't necessarily really fit into that team. They have Holmes there. They have some other guys um, in the front court. And I think that, you know, a Bagley is a guy who needs a change of scenery kind of to get his career jump started. So I think he could definitely be moved tomorrow. A guy like him and also keep your eye on Joe Ingles. It, it was a very weird report. I was not ready to see Joe Ingles name getting thrown around, but apparently Utah might want to clear some cap. And, uh, and Joe Ingles was a name that they could maybe move. And I think that would be like, he, he would be like a great guy for like a competitive team, like the Sixers or something like that to try to go after with their first round pick. Another report saying the Sixers are very likely to trade pick 28 of the draft. Um, so like maybe get the jazz would trade angles for a first round pick, something like that to clear some cap and get a, get a good pick in return. Cause he certainly has value. So that would be like the oddball deal that I would be looking for that I hope kind of happens. Uh, I, I would love to see him in Philly. Although I, I think that that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. It's a, uh... You know, draft night is always an interesting night because I feel like there's always those stories of like those two or three big names where it's like this guy could be on the move, this team is shopping him, and it, it, I feel like in the NBA it very rarely happens on the night of, especially on an Olympic year. I mean, guys like we were saying, like Beal, Lillard, and Zach Levine are three names that we throw out last week about potential trade, but they're on the Olympics, and whether you see it as disrespectful or not, I just think that as a team you would you wouldn't want to trade a guy while he's over playing the Olympics, like. Hey, by the way, when you come back, pack up your stuff. You got to find a new house in this city. Like I, I, I don't know. I just it doesn't. It wouldn't sit right with me uh, if I was trading away a guy who was playing in the Olympics. But no, I, I, I see your point. I think that that the names that could be moved are those kind of like not low tier players, but those guys that they will they will give you some decent. They'll give you some decent minutes off the bench. Uh, maybe even they're your fifth go. They're your fifth guy that you go to in your starting rotation, but lower tier guys. I think th- I've heard a lot of rumors that almost as convincing the Sixers aren't keeping whoever they draft at 28. I feel like that pick's being shopped all over the place. Um, Buddy Heald is a name that the past couple years, his name has come up in trade rumors. I would love to see if there's somehow Philadelphia could maybe package together like two or three picks and like a George Hill or so- some lower tier guy that they're not really planning on keeping long-term and swap them for Buddy Heald. I think that would be a really interesting trade. I think Kuzma is about as good as gone. I don't know about tomorrow night, but I think they like hide the end of the league. It just seems like they just want Kuzma gone somehow, some way, no matter what they do. The Joe Ingles thing, I agree with you. That kind of caught me off guard. Like he played well for the Jazz this year and he mm-hmm. played well in the playoffs and he's a pretty solid sniper in terms of three-point shooting. Um, but yeah, he, it was a name that was thrown around. It kind of caught me off guard, but uh, he's another guy that I think Philadelphia could bring in and he would be, uh, he would help him out a lot. I think that he's someone that I think Philadelphia fans would kind of like 
dislike because of how like awkward he is, but also love because he's shown his capability to hit some big shots when his team needs them. Um, so before we close out this podcast, David, is there any, um, you know, kind of last words? Obviously, we always love to talk about Ben Simmons because that's what we do. Ben Simmons, you obviously think that he's gone. Is there one team now that you think is kind of home? I mean, we've seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's one quick thing I want to throw before we close out really randomly. The Miami Heat like that. That kind of completely caught me off guard. The Miami Heat coming up as like the top three, it was like Wizards, Raptors, and I was Heat. I was like, Heat, what the heck? Like Miami Heat are possible suitors. A lot of people joking about, would you like to see Jimmy Butler come back? I, I don't think that they're going to trade for Jimmy Butler back. That's just me personally. I don't even know what kind of package you'd have for them. But the Heat, do you think that that has some steam to it? Or do you think it's just one of those names that kind of someone threw around and now it's kind of there? Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense to me. Like, what, what are they going to – they're going to trade out of buy for him? I, I doubt they would do that. They're not going to trade Butler for him. And then now you're looking at their next with like, Hero. Then you have to match contracts, which would be hard to do. And, and like, you're, Depot, you're not gonna... I don't think they would trade for Depot. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't think Depot. he even can. I think he's he's a free agent, I think. I don't think he has a year left on this year or anything. So I don't even think they could. Unless it was, like, a signed trade. That doesn't make any sense. Like, the Miami just really makes no sense. Like, it, it's already kind of confused. Like it's already a little uh, convoluted to get him to the Wizards or the Raptors, which I think like the Raptors, are the team I would look out for, they seem to have interest in him. Oh, I would uh, love Van Vliet in Philly. I'm not gonna lie, I would uh-huh, love yeah, Van I know. Vliet in me, me too. He's, he's a great shooter. Um, but like, he, there's even like the roadblocks there with like if you trade him for Beal to the Wizards, now you have Westbrook and Simmons there. I think there would have to be a, a three team deal there to do that trade to get Westbrook somewhere else because they he doesn't oh, fit man, at all. That, with Simmons. That, that, that would be by far the worst three point shooting team of all yeah. time. Yeah, Westbrook and Simmons together. Like that would be tough. And then like the Raptors, like if you trade him for Siakam, now you have Siakam and Tobias. Like, can they really play together with Embiid? Like that's too overloaded at the at the power forward position. Uh, we don't want to see another Horford situation. And if you trade him for someone other than Siakam, now you have Simmons Siakam, two power forwards there. Like, are you going to make one of them your center? Like, that's not a great fit. So the Raptors are in, like, there's still roadblocks fit wise there, but I just think they're, there's like those are the two teams I would look for because Beal uh, trade for Beal with Westbrook going to a third team um, and and that them kind of starting a rebuild around Simmons we're looking for the Raptors maybe they see something in Simmons think that with their culture with, with their coach that they can kind of make him a really good player uh, a change of senior there could help them and maybe they give up you know some of their some players like Van Vliet and Anobi they had the fourth pick of the draft. Some, some combination of those without overpaying for where you could get Simmons. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the rumors are flying around with Simmons. We'll probably see more going on. So he's, he's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, it's always – his name is always going to be there until something happens. And when it does happen, we're typically doing recordings on Wednesday night. But I got to be honest, if a, if a trade happens, we may have to hop on, like, instantly and do a quick, a quick pod and throw it on there to analyze it. But for those of you who are listening – the NBA draft is 8 p.m. tomorrow night on ABC and ESPN. Although I'm sure by the time most of you guys are listening to this, it's going to be Thursday and it's going to be the night of at 8 p.m. Or maybe you listen to it over the weekend and it's the NBA draft already happened and some of these trades may have already happened. But the NBA draft Thursday, July 29th, 8 p.m. on ABC and ESPN. Like always, we want to thank you guys for joining us for the Bushy Baller Brand Podcast. We always Always love the support. Thank you guys so much for giving us your listens. And hey, if, like I said, if there's any topics that you ever want to 
us to discuss. Don't don't you know? Don't hesitate to reach out to me on social media. It's at Butchy Blue Cheese on Instagram and also Butchy Blue Cheese on Twitter as well. And we do have a Twitter account of Bushy Baller Brand. It's not as alive as typically, but hey, reach out to us and we would love to hear what topics you love for us to discuss in our shows. Next week, we will be recording. We will probably do some MLB stuff because the trade deadline will have passed. We'll analyze, you know, maybe there's some big trade that went down tomorrow night that we don't know. Training camp. So we'll have it all for you next Wednesday. Uh, thanks again for joining us, David Chain. Uh, any last closing words here you want to get in before we close the show? All right, I, I got to add the bias comments. Get Simmons out of here. There you go. David Shane wants Simmons gone. He wants him out of here. A lot of fans do. There are some fans out there still holding hope that Simmons will stay and do a lot. But for David Shane, I am Bushy White. Thank you again for joining us, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>